what? It's because I am on a HIPAA account. No, so but you have to consent. It, it normally says this: the recording has started. We said the recording's in progress. Ms. Zoom already started. Our, <laughs> Mrs. Zoom is keeping us on our toes. Uh, welcome back in the most literal way to <laughs> Never Made Varsity. Uh, we, it's football season. We're here to talk about it. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. What's up, everybody? My name is Dave Rivera. You can find me on Twitter at DRivera1222. Uh, Hello again, everybody. It's Maverick. You can find me on Twitter at Heartbreak Double Underscore Kid. Hello, everyone. It is Aaron. I am a former depressed J.K. Dobbins keeper owner, now a happy C.D. Lamb keeper owner because my league has a rule in place to change keepers in the case of injury. Um, one of my million leagues, but the most important league. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. We have a lot to talk about this week. So we are skipping the pledges trees, meaning that we already talked before the episode started. We are not being pleasant today. And we're just going to jump into Carolina Place, Virginia Tech this week. Uh, Mav, are, are you still scary hours about this one or how are you feeling? I, I probably, I would, just on my like initial kind of perception of things, I think I might be maybe on the, the more pessimistic side, maybe of the four on this one. Uh, I'm just... I'm really nervous. There's a lot of question marks to this whole deal. There's a lot of pressure on Carolina and Virginia Tech is maybe where Carolina would be in historically speaking in terms where it would typically be Virginia Tech. That's the highly ranked team. North Carolina is the probably the unranked team that has nothing to prove that definitely there's no love lost between Virginia Tech and Carolina. Uh, I, I could just see a lot of things going wrong with this one. Carolina. Uh, has lost seven straight openers, season openers away from home. <laughs> and non-neutral site. I was going to say, we won last year, or two years ago. Uh, yeah, non- right, non-neutral site non-neutral. games away from home. Like away, like a true away games. Um, so, uh, you know, I, you know, like, I think that, I think the point that everyone else is talking about that I think is super valid is that, you know, can we handle the pressure of being that, that highly ranked team that everyone is going to bring their a game for, you know, it's what the basketball team has to deal with all the time. You know, it's like you are North Carolina, your name is going to bring out whoever you are playing's best, you know, best foot forward most of the time, um, regardless of whether you're a, hard, a highly touted team or not. Um, everyone's going to celebrate beating North Carolina. So this year we're getting a little taste of that. Last year we got a little taste of that. And then we saw how that worked when we got to FSU and got our, you know, <laughs> our, got our butts handed to us by a way worse FSU team. So I think that, you know, if history, you know, that history right there tells us, oh, I should be nervous. However, I would be lying if I didn't think I had a little bit of faith in Mac Brown and the coaching staff to have the team prepared, knowing that this is going to be a tough season opener. Um, like, like they got to know, you know, Sam Howell's back for his third season, his probably most likely his last season at Carolina. Um, I, I'd say, I think they've already said he's on track to graduate by December. So. Right. So, you know, it, it, it's mm-hmm. his final run. I think, I think all the, the stars are aligned to do for, for Carolina to have some great success this year. I think that, but as Carolina football fans, we just have that inherent nervousness to any sort of success or hype. Uh, and it's valid because valid. We, we, we've had it happen and it happened twice last year. And I mean, if anything, I, I see a lot of parallels with Virginia Tech, with Virginia and Florida State, where I think they could very well be us and then have a rather subpar rest of the season. And then we're like the signature win for them. But and but that still might not even be enough for Fuente to keep his job. Um, I mean, the, I would say the little faith that I do have, uh, at least right now, is that, again, Virginia Tech lost just a lot of personnel, um, whereas we are returning a very experienced group, um, returning, what, 10 of 11 defensive starters. Um, we did lose the 4,000-yard uh, skill position players, but they lost a lot of defense at, at Virginia Tech. They lost Hennon Hooker and Quincy Patterson, who I thought – was a little bit more effective than up to against us than Burmeister, Burmeister was um, in that six overtime game. So I do feel a little bit hopeful about that. I just know it's Lane Stadium. It's going to be the first home game for them back post COVID, um, like with a full crowd. 
the inner Sandman's going to get the blood flowing there. And again, they don't like us and they would do anything they can to upset us. So I think probably the big thing, the X factor for me is our defense and how far it will truly have come, I guess, in, in terms of return the experienced starters, how effective are the true freshmen and then the younger underclassmen are going to be. Um, like I said, there's been a lot of names of this incoming class being thrown around with Jabari Ritzy, Keyshawn Silver, Power Eccles, things like that. I mean, we have a young Tony Grimes now that's one of the leaders on the secondary. So can those players continue to step up? I think it's going to be a rather low scoring game, to be honest. And I think it really comes down to does our defense get the stops that it needs? Yeah, I Carolina fans have no reason to believe this game is going to go well based on history. Uh, <laughs> and, and I understand that. Also, the, I just have this weird optimism about this game. I, of the games on this schedule, I, I saw Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. And I don't know if it's just because at least this podcast um, does not um, – we have some feelings about Virginia Tech. Um, and I I, I just have a, a feeling that this game can really show why we were voted a top 10 team. It could also show why a lot of people have said that we are maybe slightly overrated coming into the season. I am looking at run blocking for this game. Uh, with this entire offensive line coming back, that is good and important but a lot of and i've said this before on this podcast a lot of the runs last year from javante and, and michael carter uh they were three four yard runs that they turned into 15 20 25 yard runs um just because of how mm -hmm. physical and elusive they were that's why they're both on nfl rosters that's like yeah they, they both looked really good in the preseason <laughs> they um, are yeah so like you know they're good when they make the broncos and the jets look good yeah, I thought you were going to say when they make the Broncos and the Jets, and I was going to say that's not quite the achievement you think it is. No, no, when they make those teams look like those teams' offensive linemen look like all pros. Mm -hmm. um, to be fair, it is preseason, but yes. Yes. So I don't know if Ty Chandler and Elijah. Well, there's Elijah Green, DJ Jones. I was going to say like Elijah Hood, and then I was going to go with another yeah. Elijah <laughs> well, no. that it was. So what your thing is, is Caleb Hood, the true yeah. freshman, is is whispered Elijah to be Hood's the number right? two coming out of camp. And yeah. I mean, that's massive. I mean, he's, he's like six foot tall, 232. He was a quarterback, but in transition to running back. Um, yeah, they I said mean, he's really good. So looks like a unit. He looks so really good. I could easily see Ty Chandler taking more of the elusive scat bat role. Uh, the pass catching running back, whereas Caleb Hood might be the power back. A quick question, because maybe the, I might have missed like just like where the hype had come from. But like, I feel like now I'm hearing the name Josh Downs on like a national level. So mm -hmm. like and I, maybe you all can explain like where the hype came from, because I know like for, with the end of the year last year playing Texas A&M, I know he had a good game. But it seems like like I was like I was seeing on game day, like they were like they were even talking about him on game day, like he's uh, him being like a focal point of that offense. I'm like, I I miss something. Yeah. Probably just because they keep showing the that game over and over and over again on the SEC yeah. network. No, Herbie gave him a Herbie award for the breakout player of the season. Yeah. Per curb street and everything. But I think that the, the Texas A&M game did wonders because he scored two touchdowns, and they were awesome touchdowns at that. And so the other thing, too, is just the, the words coming out of practice is that, like, Josh Downs not only being just in terms of production is probably going to be wide receiver one. It's like he is almost embarrassing the defense with how open he is getting and such in practice. And so it's – Mac Brown is just – absolutely gushing at press conferences talking about him Lonnie um, Galloway is also doing the same thing like they're they just have nothing but good things to say about him so perhaps the height is real like they were saying like he's already at with a ceiling well above Daz Newsom's level coming out of practice high praise so we don't really do score predictions on this show but Aaron in one word how are you feeling going into this game good math Cautious. <laughs> David. Optimistic. 
Um, I'm going to cheat at my own game and hyphenate ca- uh, cautiously optimistic. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> we got a good spectrum. Like I said, I, I, I'll take that role for this game. And then when we win, I'll feel a lot better. And I'll be like, okay, it's all better now. Because like I said, if we, if we get this one, that ball is going to get rolling. I, I think it's going to be a good while before we might have the next real test. Mm-hmm. Speaking about getting the ball rolling, uh, by October 31st, by Halloween, we are going to have played five of the six coastal opponents. We'll have a good idea of how this season is going by before November. We might be able to go ahead and buy our tickets for the maybe be able to uh, buy our tickets for the ACC championship by in October. How are we feeling about this season as a whole for Carolina? I think that, um, and I'm going to, if you just give me a second, I'm going to pull up their, uh, the schedule. Um, Cause I, I think honestly, if we can get that win at Virginia tech, that it'll launch us into a really, 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 really solid season. I think that really, the, the next big test after Virginia Tech, if we as, as long as we handle UVA, because for some reason UVA gives us some issues, is honestly Miami, and, and that's on uh, October 16th. And even then, I think we should beat Miami. And, like, and I, maybe that's just like a carryover from this, how we like mollywopped them this past year. But I really, really genuinely believe we should beat Miami. So I really, I think our one big, big, big challenge this year is going to be Notre Dame with Wake being kind of a like a trap like not a trap game but like a hangover game you know what I'm saying like like I, that one two of Notre Dame and Wake kind of scares me but if we can make it past Virginia Tech and with a win I think that the outlook for the season is is awesome. Is that Wake Forest game a conference game? Do you do we? I don't think it is anymore. I don't think so either because last year was a conference game and it was home and this one's home as well. Yeah. Did Sage is Sage Surratt? Did he get drafted? Is he there? Did he? Um, he, he didn't left. get. He did not get drafted. But yeah, yeah. He was playing with somebody in the preseason, but I wasn't. Paying the Lions, enough. I want to say something like that. If you would have told me, like based off of just pure, I thought that Sage Surratt would have gone around the same time as Chaz, like third or fourth round. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was, there were times, reliant, honestly. Right before he opted out, I'm pretty sure he was first, second round projections. And so that's that's a huge steal uh, for the Lions because <laughs> he's really good. You could say that's a sage steal. Yeah. But no, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree again with David. I think you really have to set the tone with Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia getting actually from last year is also going to be a worry, but I think being at home is going to help that situation under um, the lights night game. I, I also personally see that from, from a recruiting standpoint as a massive game because five-star offensive lineman, Zach Rice, I believe I'd, I'd almost guarantee that he, he is at least considering going to that game because he's uh, considering both Virginia and North Carolina, like in his top four or five. Um, and I think that could be a very, a pivotal game perhaps in his recruitment, seeing how the results go with that. I mean, the Georgia Tech game will be fun, I think, but I, they're, they're still two or three years away from, I would say, solid contention, if that. Yeah. Um, so we should get the dub there. Duke, <laughs> we're keeping the bell this year. Florida State should be a win. but Again, that one's at home this year. I think the home tips it back in our favor. Uh, that Miami game will be tough, and it's like I said, but I could easily see it where I could see three losses at least with Virginia Tech, Miami, Notre Dame. We're not in the ACC championship, and what's the season? But that also um, requires Miami to uh, not lose two ACC games, yeah. uh, which is which might be a lift. We don't know. Uh, De'Aaron King is coming off of that knee injury. So who knows what he's going to look like? They said he's 100%, but you really never know until you're in uh, full speed game action. Miami has not been like a real force in the ACC since they've joined. They have a talent for whatever reason. They have not been able to put it together yet. I don't think Manny Diaz is that good of a coach, at least he's a not. head coach. I think he's a really good defensive coordinator, but I'm not sure he's that great of a head coach. Um. So I, I just 
I understand why Miami is ranked where they are because they do have the names on paper. I just don't know if they'll, you know, do well once the game starts. And I think we we still got to give respect to Pitt too. Um, it's, I believe that's a thir- it's a Thursday night game. Those are always a little wonky, and mm-hmm. it's at Pitt. That's another thing where I feel like, especially, I mean, we we had that long winning streak against them, but then they they beat us two years ago. We didn't play them last year. I mean, I feel like that's another team that's there. It's like Virginia last year, where they what they do, they do well. It might not like might not be spectacular or or put them in playoff or ACC championship contention, but they could easily trip up a team that's not paying attention. And honestly, if state honestly has a a really good season, they're going to be just as motivated for that final uh, game of the season as well. Also Pitt will be ready to fight at midfield before the game as they are uh, before every game on their schedule, because they just (laughs) like to fight. So who do y'all see coming out of the coastal? Are you, are we brave enough to pick us? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. I, 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 I will still pick You're us welcome. for the sake I, of it. I will also pick us because I got to put my money where my mouth is. But and, uh, I, I, I don't, I only see Miami probably as the other option unless someone just maybe, and I would say maybe Pitt could be out there. I, I just don't think, I just really don't believe in Miami. Like, I don't know. I'm just obviously just, I don't, I don't think that they're going to be that competitive. So I'm, I'm thinking like somebody that we did not expect, like, um, I don't know, UVA or something. <laughs> so by default, ask, Coastal Chaos t- is continuing. Whose turn is it in the rotation? Um, It started over. Um, So Duke. Okay, not that. We're, we're changing <laughs> the rotation. Uh, speaking of Duke, is this Cutcliffe's last year? It might it's, very well be because I don't think they're. Is it, be very is good it the at changing all. of the guard with Duke coaches? It's not good there, and they had. Is is this the new AD's first year or is next year her first year? I don't You're quite remember. I didn't even know that they had a new AD. Yeah, I forgot if they were doing like a Shire situation where like they keep the old one for like one last, like they keep Kevin White there for one more year while they like start to transition either way new ad coming in or is already there um with a coach that is not doing the best uh it, it might be time for them to to move on mav you mentioned state earlier and i have a feeling state's gonna be decent this year I can see them hanging around the 20 to 25 range of the AP poll all year. I think they're going to be solid, especially if um, Devin Leary's like a real quarterback, which they think he's a real quarterback, but he played like half a game last year. So who knows? But then they still have Hawkman, don't they? Yeah. And then, and then I mean, even uh, also Ryan Finley. I mean, he, he, was, I think he was probably the one that kept them the most in the game last year. Yeah, he was there um, against us. He's their um, their high variance guy. Um, he's there. He's gonna either this ball is either gonna be a sixty yard bomb or it's gonna be a pick six, and there's yeah. no in between. Yeah. I was gonna say Which I think he scored what, one touchdown, touchdown, but I think we picked it off like twice. Yeah. Him. So who knows? I mean, that side of the conference is gonna be Clemson. So. There's only so much speculation you can do about the Coastal mm-hmm. or about the Atlantic. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, Mackenzie Milton's playing quarterback for Florida State. I keep forgetting that. Uh, mm-hmm. He was the quarterback for UCF um, when they won the national championship. Welcome back. Because <laughs> he had several injuries, did he not? Yeah, his leg exploded. Yeah. So good to see him back. I thought he was going to be a very good quarterback. Um, that next Florida State year. has national championship pedigree again. There we go. Um, the spirit of uh, Bobby Bowden going to lead them to a championship. You, we want to talk about this alliance. No. Yes. Okay. Guess <laughs> not. No, I'm, I'm joking. Was it this week? I feel like it's been the longest week. I'm pretty yeah, sure it was. Yeah, it was this week. It was like Tuesday, right? Yeah, uh, the Big Ten, Pac-12, and the ACC, or what I'm affectionately calling the Big Pack, mm-hmm. um, they announced that they are going to be working together, including scheduling arrangements for 
I'm just going to read the press release. Student athlete mental and physical health, safety, wellness, and support, strong academic experience and support, LOL, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, social justice, gender equity, future structure of the NCAA, federal legislative efforts, and the only one that matters, postseason championships and future formats. <laughs> Did y'all listen to what Bubba Cunningham uh, said about the alliance? I did not. Because he said, it's not about the money. And I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> it's not about the money. It's just about the things that affect the money. <laughs> it's just um, the the Big Ten's commissioner, uh, Kevin Warren, at the beginning of the press conference said he's a lawyer. And then five minutes later in the same press conference said, there's not a contract. I'm paraphrasing. There's this, there's not a contract because when you're with people you trust, you don't need a contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, this all just feels incredibly tenuous. And I don't think it changes a single thing uh, about the coming uh realignment is still going to happen and i don't know it it just all feels like very much not a thing especially the scheduling arrangements when they said they're going to try to schedule all these big 10 pac 12 and acc schools to play each other in football mm-hmm. even though clemson is like scheduled out till 2030 and they also said they weren't going to break any or they're not planning on breaking any contracts with any games that are already scheduled so what is it actually for it just all seems fake i feel like there's nothing here well yeah i feel like especially for con for scheduling without a contract it doesn't really mean anything because it's just a gentleman's agreement to schedule harder games yeah i don't know I don't know. I've seen a couple people say that this could be, if this ends up actually being a thing, uh, again, nine years from now, (laughs) where uh, if these schools no longer play the G5 schools and some FCS schools, that could spell the end for some of those football programs without that, those big, big money games coming anymore. And you certainly have big implications on them. Because um, like I said, that's why they, some of those programs get on the vast majority of the entire season's revenue from that one game. That yep. So it, it just comes back to the question of should the big names in college football keep financing athletic departments at lower levels? It's tough stuff. The only thing I can see coming out of this too, at least what they're trying to like positively affect it is that should we go to the 12 team playoff format, uh, the Alliance effectively could improve resumes for a lot of teams because you're replacing those two Mm -hmm. FCS games with um, big 10 and PAC 12 opponents, which that can either you can see it as a mitigating factor because you're increasing your strength of schedule or you're giving yourselves more chance to falter, but it's the sort of thing where you can perhaps lose those games and still have a chance. Yeah. If everyone loses those games, then nobody loses those games. No. Well, yes, because I'm saying, like, (laughs) if everyone schedules harder games, then more teams are going to lose games like that, so those losses won't be as detrimental. Perhaps. Did y'all watch any football this weekend? No. I watched the beginning of the Nebraska-Illinois game um, and also the beginning of the UConn-Fresno State game in which UConn is as advertised, um, meaning that they are so bad. They are terrible. They are horrible. And they are supposed to play UMass in a couple weeks, who is supposed to be even worse than them. And I am definitely watching that game. Sicko's game of the season. I liked the quote from Brett Bielema yesterday about <laughs> if he was emotional about winning. <laughs> and he said he was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love football, guys. The best. Okay. To the NFL. Before we do um, division winners, do we have any preseason takes? Uh, 
FedEx field should not exist because this is like the fifth or sixth guy, major player that has gotten a season ending injury while playing the football team. The thing is that stadium has been, or that field specifically has been horrible for years and has just, what's wrong has, why can't they just, just fix it? (laughs) (laughs) Like literally just fix it. I think that it's just another example of why uh, we're talking about JK Dobbins to be clear. I think it's another example of why starters shouldn't play more than like two snaps during the preseason. Because what is there to gain? Because no one's trying. But then someone inevitably shreds their knee. That's something interesting, actually, Aaron, that Matt Rule mentioned for the Panthers this year is he scheduled so many joint practices because he wanted the starters to get live reps Mm -hmm. um, without having to be in a game setting. So you could compete against a defense that's not yours, who's trying because they need to like refine scheme and stuff like that, but not have to do it in a, in a game setting. I think that's a really good option um, instead of throwing your starters out there uh, for games that don't matter. Yeah, I agree. I like the joint practice idea a lot because you can control factors that often lead to injuries like contact a lot better in a practice setting and we get more fights <laughs> yes that too all right so as we do every year uh we're going to predict the division winners um if you remember last year i picked the cowboys to go to the super bowl and i'm not going to do that ever ever again <laughs> i've learned my lesson uh but I don't know. Let's start in the NFC East. Who you got? Give me a minute. I got to pull up my information. (laughs) NFC East is a crapshoot every single year. Because I'm going to take the Cowboys again. (laughs) I know. It's like, well, actually, you know, now, I mean, I don't know if you saw, I think it was like yesterday or two days ago, the whole NFC got shaken up because Gardner Minshew is now an Eagle. (laughs) that personally changes things for me. Why Eagles fly, baby? I'm, I'm going Eagles, baby. Going Eagles. It you also know, means like, I hope Devontae Smith has a really good season. Yeah. It also means that the Eagles are probably out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Yeah. Most likely, whoever yeah. wants to win that one, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, I have no freaking clues winning this division. My gut would say the football team, just because I think that their defense is going to be really good. And they have the most exciting coach in football behind the coach of the Browns, obviously, Kevin Stefanski. But Riverboat Ron is a very exciting football coach. I don't think he's going to lead them to a division championship. Said no one ever. Um, They call him Riverboat Ron for a reason. Yeah, and no one figured out that we were being sarcastic every time we said that. Riverboat Ron was a thing for two games, and it was never like that again. for this division, yeah, I was I was between Dallas and Washington. Uh, Washington, like you said, that defense is really good. That receiving core is really good. Yeah, that and, young guy named Deami Brown. I don't man, know where he came from, but I think he'll be good. Who's going to give him the football <laughs> is the question. Yeah. Like, we're doing quarterback by committee with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke. Is that what we're doing? Sounds like I'd Fitz magic until he turns into Fitz tragic. <laughs> so yeah, for that reason, sharks, I am taking the Dallas Cowboy. Yeah, I, I think it's a two horse race. Like it's a crap shoot, but I think that those are the two craps ahead of the two shoots. Let's go to the NFC South. Sure, we'll just work our way around the compass. Uh, who do we have in the NFC South? I mean, it's. Obviously, the the Bucks. Yeah. Bucks. Yeah, it's the Bucks. Sorry, guys. Oh no! I mean, it's 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 the Bucks. The Panthers are not going to be very good this year. Um, David, did you? How much of this? Uh, how much of the preseason did you get to watch? Um, I got to watch some of the the the, the latest one against the Steelers. 
Um, I did not get to watch the other the other ones. Um, but um, are you ready what? for the Sam Darnold experience? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think he's a better quarterback than y'all are giving him credit for. I don't think he's like <clears throat> your savior, but I don't think that he is horrible. Well, here's go ahead, David. I, I was just gonna say, like, if he gets. Because because Sam Darnold is not going to be the only issue this season. I, I have yes. seen the atrocious run blocking and pass blocking of this offensive line. It's truly, it's truly something to behold. Like it, it is the definition of tissue paper offensive line. Like it is bad. Very bad. It's it's very, very bad. And when you already have a quarterback who has been spooked so bad because he was behind the Jets offensive line that was also terrible. Uh, you could just see when he was in the pocket, he was very, very uncomfortable. Um, and that's why I'm worried. Once he, I've seen this story before, the Panthers ha- got David Carr uh, from Houston after he left there with their paper offensive line, and he just, he he could never be settled. He could never just stand in the pocket and deliver a ball. And that's what I'm concerned about. I don't think that his like innate talent is bad. I think had he been in a different situation than the Jets, I think he could have been a really good quarterback, but I'm a little concerned that he ruined him at the Jets ruined him. That being said, I think the defense is going to be a lot better this year. I know that the starters are going up against a lot of the Steelers backups, but they are processed better than it did last year. They are. They're, they're truly like I was watching some clips they, they are flying to the ball, like those linebackers and those cornerbacks, like they are, they are getting after it. So like that, that's something that we can say has been markedly improved, but this offensive line is still bad. And I think we're going to struggle to score points this year again. Yeah. JC Horn had a great PBU, uh, the first drive against Chase Claypool. Um, that got me a little hype, but I don't know if we're going to rely on defense. I'm not sure how well this team is going to be. Anyway, um, we're talking way too much about the Panthers. We're probably going to do the same with the Browns and Titans just to prepare everyone else. Uh, the Saints named Jameis as their quarterback. QB1 uh, the- can't run through the tackle machine. <laughs> Hilarious. They got the meme quarterback. Um, the Saints are now the meme team. And apparently he's one over the locker room. I, I believe that, but he's an exciting quarterback. I hope he's successful. Eat this he'll, dub. <laughs> he'll he'll be in the 50-50 club. The 50 Falcons, touchdowns, 50 I guess interceptions. Just be there otherwise. Um, and then the Falcons are gonna be bad. Yeah. Whether they're worse than the Panthers, that's to be determined, but they're gonna be bad. Um NFC West. Probably Mike- best division in football. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Four good teams. Well, three good teams three and one team teams. with potential. <laughs> My gut says the Rams, but I think it's gonna depend on how good Stafford is in an actual offense and how good their defense is after losing two key pieces of the secondary. I am who do I want to be risky here? Sure, I'll pick the Niners. Is that that risky? I know. I was about to say that was honestly going to be my pick, but I would say for the sake of variety, I'll go with Seahawks. I, David, you know that means that you have to pick the Cardinals. I was actually <laughs> genuinely, I was actually going to go pick the Cardinals because I was like, for my man's Turner. This like, defense, it, I mean, they got everybody. I mean, they got JJ Watt coming this year. Um, I'm pretty sure they took a Tennessee guy, but I forgot exactly. And we play them on week one. I'm not excited about that game. I'm not sure how effective J.J. Watt's actually going to be, but we'll, well, I, I'll probably eat crow for saying that. But yeah, I mean, I feel like he's going to be literally just like for the third down lineman. Like he's going to have like one play every drive. Yeah, well, when when the Brown when the Browns were in the mix for him, I was saying that we should play him a maximum of thirty snaps a game because that's you don't want him to be a three down guy because he just doesn't have the stamina anymore for that. His body is going to fall apart. If you try and if, especially if you play him on third down, it's at least every third down there, you're probably going to have to put two linemen on him mm-hmm. and, and alter your scheme there. 
I am going to put Cliff Kingsbury on Hot Seat Watch. Okay. I think this might be the end of that experiment. Uh, if you all remember, I was not high on that hiring uh, when they took him the first time just because he wasn't a good college coach, and I don't know why <laughs> they thought he would be a good NFL coach. Um, the offense is interesting just because it's not something you really see in the NFL going as close to pure air raid as they have gone, but I don't know. But yeah, the Niners, Trey Lance, if he gets the starting job, which I think he will get the starting job at some time this year, are going to be very, very fun. Especially since they didn't really let him run like that in the preseason, because why would you show your stuff in the preseason? Mm-hmm. But that offense, um, that's going to be fun to watch at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I think that he, yeah, Trey Lance is going to be a very exciting quarterback once he gets the starting job, if he doesn't start week one. Now we're talking hot seat. Is this Russell Wilson's last season in Seattle? No, no, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's just a lot of bluffing. Okay, I think he's there. All right. I think that his seat is less hot than Aaron Rodgers is. I, Even though no, neither I, of I them have that. hot seats, but I think you know what I mean. Like in yeah. the, well, no, I say Aaron is pretty. I mean, he's literally said, "I think title or bust." Yeah. Well, speaking of NFC North. I was going to say, I I will take the Packers. I think that Rodgers, the Rodgers-Devontae Adams connection this year is going to be lethal. Rodgers is going to force feed him, and they are going to be really freaking good. What about the Rodgers-Randall Cobb connection? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is Randall Cobb even good? No. Um, No, but Aaron Rodgers makes him good. That's that's true. I'm taking the Packers. I don't think there's any other yeah. choice here. Yeah. David? Packers. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think the I, Bears might could could knock if Justin Fields does really well. Um, but I think, like you are saying, he said the game's pretty slow to him. I think he'll speed up really quick. Um, even if you're playing like the Vikings and the Lions. But – yeah, I feel like I, I saying the game. I feel like as a rookie, saying the game's moving really slow is like famous last words territory. <laughs> uh, did y'all see that the Raiders were talking about trying to trade for Khalil Mack and get him back? <laughs> I did not see I did that. Not see that. <laughs> that's really funny. But speaking of, from one division that's already. Uh, decided probably to another one that's probably already decided AFC West is going to be the Chiefs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, I like, I'd like the Chargers maybe to, again, be that maybe that second team. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the AFC West is another sneaky, pretty good division with the Chargers, who I think are going to be pretty solid. The Raiders uh, can do a really good Kansas City Chiefs impression at times. <laughs> so I, I think they, they'll be able to scare some teams. Uh, I don't think the Broncos are going to be that good. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll, take the char- I'll take the Chiefs, but I think the Chargers can also be really good. You don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I, that experience is ruined for me. Um, but let's head up north in the AFC. We already know the answer. I, Colby, am going to take the Browns to win that division. Good pick. <laughs> I'll also say Browns, but Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh can do it still. Like it ben Roethlisberger is but, garbage. And also their offensive line is garbage. Yeah. Even more than like there that's what makes him hurt every season is that his offensive line is just bad. And so I I I think Browns have a lot more stable uh, path than I think the Pittsburgh Steelers do. Najee Harris is going to have to do his best Derrick Henry impression and Juju Smith-Schuster will have to have a career renaissance. For the Steelers to not be garbage. I mean, I think it's between the Browns and the Ravens. I think yes. those are the, the two yeah. best teams in the division. Yeah. I mean, you have to also keep the Ravens in mind. So, I, I, they're, like, it's really neck and neck between Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And then the Bengals, they're still 
they got to do some work. I think it's Browns, Gap, uh, Ravens, Gigantic Gap, Steelers, even more Gigantic Gap, Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals are going to be terrible. <laughs> They're going to be really bad this year. I just don't like the Ravens, so I don't like to acknowledge them that much. <laughs> David? I was going to actually, <laughs> to the behest of Aaron Friedman, I was going to pick the Ravens. Boo. Uh, but not saying that the not saying the Browns can't. I just think that, uh, I think Lamar, uh, with the weapons that he has this year, is going to have a, a, a much better season than he did. Not that he had a bad season last year, but he's going to have a better season than he did last year. We got our Lamar killer on defense now, so we're Who's ready. Who's Lamar killer? Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> so AFC- I, I, I was about to laugh my ass off if you were going to say Jadavian Clowney. Yes, Jadavian Clowney is our Lamar killer. No. Let's move over to the AFC East. Um, Bills, Pats, Jets, Dolphins. Bunch of yikes there. <laughs> no, uh, Bills. Bills will be fine. Yeah, it's That'll Bills. Yeah, it's it's the Bills, Bills and a bunch That'll of yikes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Bills are the least yike. I mean, the Patriots are going to be a lot better this year than they were last year, no matter who the quarterback is. Um, just because they had so many people opt out last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting those people back um, is going to be really good. Um, I don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. I think I was higher on Mac Jones than other people were. With Cam, it's just one this stupid vaccine that he won't get. Um, and two is the injuries. When mm-hmm. Cam Newton is a healthy quarterback, he is still a top 10 quarterback in the league. We just don't know if he will ever be healthy again. Yeah, and then it comes down to that. So if he has a full season, I think he'll be – I don't know if they'll win the division, but they'll be solid enough to be competitive. They'll make the playoffs, I think. If Cam's oh, healthy, yeah. he'll, they'll yeah. make the playoffs. I don't know if they'll – um, beat the Bills twice, but you know. But I, I like you said, it's just it's just always the injuries. It's the injury bug. Can he stay healthy? And then you know that you know in Boston, you know they want to see their their white savior quarterback, so they're gonna be clamoring for Mac Jones. So don't forget though, the Fish have their quarterback too. Do they? <laughs> It's two a season. Is it? Or it, well, it, last year, it was, season. It was two a season for three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, it was. It's like they brought in their closer to win the quarter, win the game. It was yeah. very strange. It's like how Haskins couldn't kneel the ball because he was signing an autograph. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, um, down to the the AFC South, um where i mean it's gonna be the titans taking the titans tighten up (laughs) hammer down uh yeah the titans are gonna win that division uh the colts don't have a quarterback (laughs) still um andrew lux planning his comeback he was doing uh scout team work at a colorado high school Um, how many games until Urban Meyer has back problems again? <laughs> I'll say 26 <laughs> games. It's going to be over a season, but I don't think it's going to be very long. I don't know, man. I don't, I feel like if they start two and eight, it might be, um, it might be Curtis. I think he might just try to deuces and get out of there. <laughs> or Tebo. Had a bad season ever as a head coach. Never had a bad season. And then um, Houston's. Might be the worst team in the NFL. Whew, they're going to be bad. Um, and even if Deshaun Watson had not been accused by over 20 women of uh, sexual misconduct, uh, they were still going to be the worst team in the NFL. They're really bad. Really, really So, bad. Sam Howell to the Texans? <laughs> don't Dude. say that. Don't. No. They could have Spencer Rattler. Yeah. Oh, maybe they'll take... The guy from Oklahoma that's closer. <laughs> R.I.P. Which means the Sam Panthers, Howell. when they fail to get the number one overall pick, can take Sam Howell. 
because they're going to win their last game, uh, their last division game against someone who's sitting all their starters again. David's favorite thing in the world. I was so pissed. I don't care what anyone says. I was just so stupid. It was so stupid. Who, Aaron, who's going to win the NFC? Uh, the NFC, I will take. I'm a bit bullish on them. I'll take the Rams. They're the NFC team, right? Okay. Yes. Math. I forget the conferences all the time. I mean, I just don't see. I think, I I think it'd be really cool to see Aaron Rodgers actually make a solid run, but I thought it was going to happen last year, and then they kick a field goal rather than going for it. Um. So I mean, it's the Bucks until I see otherwise. David. I, I am. It's tough because, like, like you said, the Bucks are returning their starters, all their starters, which is nuts. But I don't know. I, I, I wanna, I wanna pick. There's, there's nobody in the NFC that I think. Well, I think the Packers can be competitive, but I don't think they'll end up making. I don't think they'll end up doing it just because I don't, I don't believe in, I don't believe in the in the, in the Packers at the end of the day. Um, I believe in Aaron Rodgers, but not not the Packers. Um. I'm going to do a dark horse pick and I'm going to say the Ravens. They're in the AFC. No, I know. I know. I know. I know they're in the AFC. I want, I'm saying I want to pick an, an, an NFC team, but I don't believe in any of the NFC teams to gotcha. actually win one. Oh, so you're Sorry, picking an AFC team to win the NFC. I got gotcha. No. I, I phrased that really weirdly. I'm saying I was trying to say I want to pick an NFC team, but I don't believe in any NFC team. Therefore, I'm going to go with a dark horse AFC pick and go with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Is my full statement. For for my NFC team, uh, I I really my brain says pick. You know what? I'm gonna pick the Packers. I'll take the Packers. Uh, something in my last year, um, Pro Football Focus volatility rankings. The Buccaneers were the most volatile team in the league. Uh, very boomer bust until the end of the season, where they started being more consistently on the good side. Um, but I can't ignore in the middle of last season where they just looked inept for like th- four or five weeks in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to take the Green Bay Packers to win the the NFC. And I feel like I know it is famous last words, but eventually Tom Brady has to regress. It has to. Ha- I mean, it, it's already happened. Like Tom Brady is not who he used to be. Um, it's just when is bad Brady going to pop up? Yeah, like exactly. still, like his eighty percent or seventy five percent is still better than some of these quarterbacks at a hundred. Yeah, I mean, it just so happened that last year when they had bad Brady in the playoffs, um, it was against Washington, um, and they still won that game. And then when the Super Bowl came around, they got good Brady again. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's not Tom Brady I like in the Super Bowl on. is like Luke May against Duke. You just gotta. <laughs> Tell Tom Brady that every game is the Super Bowl. So in the AFC, uh, Aaron, I, ha- I have a feeling. Yeah, you know who I'm answering. As the years go- have gone on, it has gotten less and less preposterous <laughs> that the Browns could actually win um, win the conference. I don't think they're there yet. All I'm saying is we were one uncalled unnecessary roughness penalty away from winning the super bowl eight months ago i think the browns and titans one they're like the same team and i mean okay they're the same team um and they have been very good at what they do at least the Titans have been very good at what they do for the past two seasons. The Browns got as good as the Titans were last season. And I think it's just a matter of time until defensive coordinators figure out how to make them quit it. So I don't know. I think the Titans and Browns are both going to be better than the Bills this year. I'm going to still take the Chiefs, but I think the AFC is going to be competitive. I think I'll also take the Chiefs, but again, with the caveat, it, if Julio Jones stays on the field, Tennessee will at least be the second team in that AFC championship game because the Chiefs will beat the Browns probably the either the round before or in the first round. All I'm saying is we were so – I'm not saying we're going to beat y'all. We were y'all are going to be on the other side of the bracket, so we, we won't face y'all. Yeah, I'm saying 
We were one uncalled, unnecessary roughness penalty away from beating the brakes off the Chiefs. We brought back our entire offense and majorly, majorly improved I mean, their defense. I'd be okay with the Browns Titans AFC Championship. That would be a fun game. And so the big thing for Tennessee is again, yeah, I've, it, I think it was evident last year is that um, teams just sell out against the run. Yep. And if you stop Derrick Henry, you stop Titans. However, we now have the strongest wide receiver core in pretty much Titans history, where you have A.J. Brown on one side and Julio Jones on the other. If they are healthy, if they are on the field, it's going to be nearly impossible to cover, to provide coverages that cover all three of them without letting one have either a wide open lane or wide open gap. And so I'm, I, I mean, granted, we haven't seen it actually on the field, but I just feel like you can't sell out against the run anymore because Ryan Tannehill is going to put the ball in their hands if they get open. I would be, I'm interested to see what this offense looks like this year because they run a lot of tight formations where the wide receivers are tight close to the offensive line just because you want to, they want to show run a lot so they can run play action, run it over people's heads or throw it over people's heads. I'm interested to see if they spread out a little this year um, just to give the good, like you said, the good receivers more room to work um, and maybe try to get some teams to stop playing uh, cover three where they can drop a safety down to the box to help in run support and make them play a little bit more cover two where you can run the ball down their throat every, um, every down and hurt them that way. They definitely opened up a lot more they can do to hurt teams with the moves that they made this offseason. So and again, it's it's if they're healthy, like I said, Julio Jones had injury issues last year. I mean, I think it's only precautionary. There's been nothing actually put out, but he's already sitting out of practices and perhaps that's just the kind of deal it's going to be. It's said just to make sure to give limit the opportunities for injury um, until he's actually on the field for game day. But if they're healthy, I mean, I think it's going to be a really fun offense. And it seems like from the preseason, a lot of our defensive picks that we take show some promise too. And so that was our biggest if. Uh, and so if that can improve, perhaps that can mitigate potentially injuries on the offensive side, things like that. Very cool. All right. We have previewed college football. We have previewed the NFL. Sports coming back this week. Are we excited? I'm excited. I'm ready for football. Yeah, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I am going to Ohio the weekend of the Georgia Tech game because Carolina is out of town and the Browns and the Buckeyes are both in town, and I'm very excited. That'll be fun. And even though I don't have Carolina football tickets, I will be in attendance at every home game. <laughs> I'll be there as well. Thank Likewise. you, Jeff Fuchs. Alrighty, we will catch y'all next week where we'll talk about Virginia Tech game and look forward to Georgia State. Wait, right. wait, wait. No. Are we going to be here next week? Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to vote no. Are we are live show planning? Uh, ooh. I mean, I guess we could do one together, maybe? Yeah. Maybe. Put it on the gold feed. <laughs> yeah, let's... Let's see if we can do that. We're going to try to do one where we're all looking at each other's faces this week. Next yep. week. Why not? All right. We'll talk to y'all later. All right. See y'all. Bye. Bye.